0: Radio, your gamer's role. www.d20radio.com. Well, well,
1: what have we here?
0: Welcome to the Wonders of Thedas.
1: Welcome to the Wonders of Thedas podcast, your one stop shop for all your Dragon Age role playing game needs. My name is Ren.
0: And I'm Leona.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. We very much appreciate you having, having you here.
0: Thank you so much. I always love coming and hanging out and talking about Dragon Age.
1: Oh yeah, always a good time. I didn't realize how much that chocolate was going to make me salivate. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if you hear me smacking, uh, that is because of the fantastic chocolate that my grocery store sells. Um, but I'm sure we'll we can all move on from it. Uh, today we've got uh, an episode about uh, a background, and this time I wanted to go back to Ferelden backgrounds, because we haven't talked about Ferelden yet, if I recall. They've only No, got... we
0: really haven't.
1: They've got three backgrounds uh, for the three tiers of society. Uh, the freemen, uh, being just kind of the freeholders, low-class folks, maybe upper-lower-class folks, if that makes any sense. Uh, the craftsmen. Which is kind of the middle class and priesthood, and the winner of the poll uh, by a very large margin was A lot. <laughs> the Ferelden noble, and uh, I can understand that uh, a lot of because uh, especially because the Ferelden noble is the background that a lot of wardens probably have. I do, hmm. as does Jessica. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I went with. Well, I. Have, <laughs> I, went with I Dwarf have them Duster. all,
0: but yeah, I have them all, but the that one and the city elf were my two favorites
1: those are both those are both good i've seen the city elf uh and i know and i know a bit about the dalish one but uh i didn't say i went with both the dwarf backgrounds so uh, so you know i know of but uh let's see i'm glad clearly i've had to call an expert in which is why you're here (laughs) all right Uh, Unfortunately, Jessica will not be joining us today because she is still fighting off uh, flu that became pneumonia. We've got uh, got medication, so she is on the mend. She's just going to need a couple more days before she is no longer contagious and may rejoin society. You may hear her coughing in the background. That is her joining us in spirit.
0: Get better, Jess.
1: (laughs) We're having trouble finding a second spirit healer to heal this spirit healer.
0: (laughs) That's not me, sorry.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Right. A
0: ranger and an assassin.
1: Sorry. <laughs> right, and I and I go berserker, and I I don't actually know what my second spec would be. What did I do in Dragon Age? Oh, I I don't even remember. Jeez, it's been so long since I played Origins.
0: I think you need to go and get on that.
1: <sighs> yeah, you're probably right. It's a good time. It's it's just a good time anyway. It is. I got this, this newish laptop, so maybe I'll do that. Uh. Why don't we go ahead first uh, and talk about uh, This Week in Thetis? You aren't worried, I'll just make it up as I go. Not at all. You'll need to hear the whole story. Welcome to This Week in Thetis. Uh, fans rejoice because the Dreadwolf oh. rises.
0: Oh. It was like. A minute long, and it was everything I wanted and more. Oh, man.
1: Uh, so, if you're a fan of Dragon Age, hopefully by now you have seen the teaser that Bioware put out fairly recently to confirm to us that they are, in fact, working on another Dragon Age game, and we're going to have to...
0: That's all I wanted to know, that it's actually going to happen. <laughs> that was it.
1: That there are, there are eggs uh, coming.
0: To scramble. At
1: least one. <laughs> uh, so uh, you, you know there are already fans who are theorizing what every little bit of the video means there are tweets videos and probably other podcasts who are touching on what the idol is who the elf in the video is uh, what the tree represents I've heard some folks mention what the tree in that video represents
0: I am so impressed with the just the amount of theories oh, and yeah. speculation that's come out in the last like like in the, f- the first 24 hours oh, f- yeah, after it had gone out, there's like podcasts and YouTube videos that are an hour long yeah. dissecting every second of this. And it just blows my mind.
1: I watched a little bit of Gil Durtholin, uh the gal whose live stream mm-hmm. we were on for Dragon Age Day. And I don't know how she got an hour's worth of material to talk about from a minute long video. But dang, get it, girl. She's
0: amazing. Yeah,
1: no kidding. Uh, so we're not going to be covering that stuff because clearly other folks have already done it plenty well. Uh, and we're, we're kind of a niche show. We're here to talk about the Dragon Age role-playing game. And I would love to talk about, you know, how Dragon Age 4 might, uh, influence the role-playing game in the future, but because we know nothing about it just yet, we haven't got much, we haven't got much to do, uh. Faces of Thedas, I think, is still right around the corner. Uh, and I imagine, especially with Bioware having put out that teaser, they are hard at work on Dragon Age 4, so uh, approvals are going to come in when they come in. We're hoping, fingers crossed, that the game, that uh, that book will be out before 2019. uh, And uh, they have mentioned that it is very possible. But...
0: They got two weeks.
1: (laughs) Right. So uh, you know when it comes out is when it comes out, and yeah. I'm kind of expecting. Have been waiting for. Oh yeah, yeah. Those uh, I think... those folks have been work trying real hard. Yeah. I really feel for them. Uh, I know that it's that it, it is difficult. Uh, it I, and I think they also realize that it is very frustrating uh, for, for a lot of for the folks who have been waiting this whole time. But I, you know, I I can't help but feel for them.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a. I, I'm sure it's a lot of work. For sure. And they're trying to right, and they're trying to do so many other things. So, you know, I get upset, I get frustrated. It's not out yet, but you know, it'll happen when it happens.
1: It's gonna happen when it happens. So, yeah. when it does happen, we will we will be the ones taking that new Dragon Age content and dissecting it. Perhaps into several mm. videos. I mean, if they, oh yes, I think if they're going to add specializations. I think for characters who you know needed their own specialization to really feel like that character, and uh, we'll talk about. Maybe we'll break down some of the folks who are in it, and uh, it's going to have organizations and it's going to have the uh, the uh, relationship rules, which we're going to have to take an episode to go over. So you know, whenever that happens, <gasps> that's what we're going to do. Ooh. Relationships. Uh huh. They've already, they actually had the rules for the, uh, ri- uh, uh what are they, romance and rivalry, I think is what we're going with. Um, they've had those rules written actually for a very long time. Um, uh, but they put them in Blue Rose uh, when Blue Rose came out. So for those of you who've read Blue Rose, uh, or those of you who've seen the Fantasy Age Companion, you've probably already seen them. Uh, but we'll, We'll be touching on them again because I don't think we've actually, we actually haven't done like a straight up episode about the rela- about the relationship rules. So, we'll cover them and when they come.
0: This is Bioware. This yes. This is Bioware. This is why we play Bioware. Correct. Games. Relationships.
1: Uh huh. Those relationships yeah. are important. And they are. And I and I appreciate that it actually is built so that we can do both like friendship and rivalry. Those are both very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed.
1: Uh, and unfortunately, uh, you know, once Dragon Age Four gets close or even releases, uh, we will probably be dropping uh, spoiler spoilers for Inquisition content because it's 2018. Dragon Age Four, Dragon Age Inquisition has now been out for three years.
0: Four years. Four.
1: And you're right. Four years. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, fourteen. One, so especially once Dragon Age Four starts getting close, we're probably going to be dropping that whole. Uh, uh, that whole block on dropping spoilers for that game, because by this point, it's been out long right. enough. It's cheap to get at a at a used game store. Just go grab it.
0: And every and, seri- if you're on any of the, um, I know on Origin for the computer, mm-hmm. and occasionally on P- PlayStation and Xbox, you can find the Game of the Year edition on sale, pretty cheap, which has got all the DLC in it. So. You know, keep an eye out if you don't have it already.
1: If we get a PS4, I will definitely be buying it again.
0: I have it on PS4, on Xbox One, and on my computer Dang. because that's just the way I am. Nice.
1: We have I have it on PC and PS3. Uh, I would like to be able to play it on a nice machine that is not going to overheat, uh, like my laptop, uh, and a machine that is nice, unlike my PS3.
0: I mean, it's a. It's can you get the? Is the DLC available on the PS3? It is.
1: Uh, I don't know if they released Game of the Year Edition or not on PS3. Because
0: I I thought there was something like on Xbox at least that the DLC wasn't available on the Xbox 360. Maybe I can see I don't know. That. I could be wrong. Just because it couldn't handle. I don't know. Yeah. It's. Eh. I could be wrong because I I have the this generation console so. <laughs>
1: One day I'll catch up. It'll be great.
0: That's okay. It ha- <laughs> it, it'll, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm a bit obsessive, that's all. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: we're having fun. Yeah. So, uh, we are actually going to be skipping the Codex this week. We ha- I, I did not get any questions. Uh, and, uh, really? T- yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that Percival didn't get one to us, but, you know, it's also the holiday season, so we're... It is. Yeah, so I'm sure folks are plenty busy. So we'll just jump on in. Uh, It's a very big shame that we don't have Andy here, uh, because we're going to be talking about his stuff here in The Dissonant Verses.
0: Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. Uh, Of course, but...
1: (sighs) Welcome to The Dissonant Verses, and... uh, Andy, uh, we're real sorry that you couldn't be here with us because we would like to hear about it, uh, but we can tell folks about the fact that Andy wrote another adventure.
0: This is the one that he wrote for Dragon Age Yes.
1: Uh, he did not get okay. it in quite quick enough uh, that they could like feature it or anything, <laughs> uh, but he did send it to us and he did send it to them, so we've got it available on our resources for your game page if you'd like to check it out, uh, and I highly recommend you do uh because i
0: did i read it yeah
1: i got to read i read a little bit of it
0: pretty
1: good uh he wrote a horror adventure
0: yeah it's spooky
1: spooky very spooky uh it's very spooky it is a haunted house of ghouls and tragedy for three to seven players he's got his own pregens uh which you can also find on our web on our resources for your game page uh and um i i his pregens are level six i believe so if you're, if you're inclined to make your own characters for it, level six is the level that I believe he is expecting folks to be uh, playing the adventure in. It happens after Inquisition is over uh, to give you an idea of wh- uh, what era it takes place in. Um, and it is also very important that we let folks know that there is a content warning on this adventure. It deals with some very dark subject matter. Uh, it includes... Uh, I don't believe we actually like have it happen in the adventure, but it does include references to uh, some dark, harsh subjects like suicide uh, and violence against children. So please go in uh, carefully and make sure that your players are going to be okay with that. And if not, this is probably an adventure to skip. And it, uh, having looked through it, it is got some. It is it has got some dark backstory to it that uh, makes it nice and spooky. So, uh, you can of course find this adventure and uh, all of the other submissions that we've had on our resources for your game page, on our blog, One is Athelas podcast at dot wordpress If you'd like to uh, ask us a question uh, or send in some custom Dragon Age RPG content, you can send a message to one is the Podcast at gmail Send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Plus, or SoundCloud accounts, or send a personal message to Cot the Protector or HealerPuff Puff on the Green Ronin forums, or send a message to Cot or Lease on the D twenty Radio forums. That's us. I'm alone in this, in this today. It's them. And un- it's them. <laughs> Unfortunately, the pun game is going to be rather uh, rather low oh, today. I
0: sh- Jess, I should have come up with something, and I didn't.
1: Maybe it'll come to you, and uh, maybe, uh, maybe it okay. won't, and I'll be free this time.
0: I feel like I have <laughs> let you down, Jess. I am so sorry.
1: I'm safe. Anyway, uh, we are safe to uh, mosey into this noble main topic for today. Is it fate or chance? I can never decide. That one doesn't count. Just for all of you listening at home, that one doesn't count.
0: I think it sort of counts.
1: Sort of counts. All right. Uh, so you're a Ferelden noble. You can turn to page 21 of the core book, and you can read this background for yourself. Uh, we're going to go over it now. Uh, first, of course, is the basics. Uh, what is a Ferelden noble? It's pretty straightforward. You're the upper crust of Ferelden. Uh, you're a noble. You've got a family. You've probably got titles and lands uh, and a line that serves a more powerful noble, uh, an education that few others in Ferelden can afford. Uh, nobles are... In most I think in most countries nobles are pretty much the only folks who actually get like a formal education.
0: Yeah. So you probably you know how to read, you can write, you can mm-hmm. You know history and, you know, heralds and shields and you know, all of that good stuff. You've probably been trained in it your entire life and you get bored with it very easily, but you do know it backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and uh Ferelden nobles in particular are usually also combat trained. Uh, so you know your way around a fight. Uh, and while other nations might train their nobles for duels involving complicated rules and smaller weapons, or maybe, or in Tevinter's case, uh, specific spell loadouts, your duels are a bit more brutal. Because yeah, this is... <laughs>
0: giant swords and shields, that's like, what you yeah, got.
1: This is Ferelden. Yeah. You put down N- that rapier and you go get that greatsword.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no f- no fiddly little, you know...
1: No Slimsy frilly little rapiers. cakes.
0: No, yeah.
1: No, no stinky. No daggers. <laughs> no stinky Orlesian cheeses.
0: No, Although, we have real Ferelden cheese. We have
1: hard, <laughs> no, hard, sharp Ferelden cheeses.
0: Oh, yeah, we, our, our food may be boiled beyond recognition and we may be dog lords, but at least we're not Orlesian.
1: At least we're not Orlesian, dang it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we get those big old swords and shields.
1: So you can probably already tell right away, but uh, nobility in Ferelden means very different things than it does in other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because of the, you know, harsh, let's see, harsh Ferelden cheeses, uh, and the and the very <laughs> large abundance of dogs, uh, but... The
0: dogs are great.
1: The dogs are very important. They are friends. They
0: are. Because they're not Orlesian either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh But uh, the power of the nobility in Ferelden comes directly from the people, the people who serve under them, uh, in the form of income and military support that the Ferelden nobility is expected to earn and curry favor for. Uh, In Orléans and Tevinter, the support and income is expected of the lower classes, and if you do not provide them, you are punished harshly. Um, If it is not given to you in Ferelden, the the other nobles look at you as if you're weak. You couldn't earn this. You weren't strong enough. Um, this means that your character ha- is going to have responsibilities to their freeholders, uh, and those responsibilities could serve as stirring play. Hint, hint, GMs. A good, e-
0: <laughs> a good example of this one is, um, like, the entire story of Awakening. Yes. Where you have to, you have to provide for your people, or yes. you're not going to get what you're not going to get the support you need and they actually revolt tr- start to revolt against you at one point
1: oh geez i need to play that again yeah, yeah i forgot about you that
0: can, yeah you uh, you can disperse it peacefully if you've done enough for them or else they will start attacking you
1: fantastic that sounds all yeah, right. right do yeah. you is it a, you become an arl
0: in that one yes you in are a... <laughs> you are the you take over um arl house arl house
1: that's right
0: that's you become right. the arl of um Amaranthi.
1: that's it yes we'll be talking about those ranks a little later on um but uh you may think that you know having all these responsibilities and all these things that you gotta do means that you can't adventure which is not quite the case uh, especially in Ferelden, it's kind of expected that you're, you know, going on tour, helping out the people. Uh, or if you're like the second, if you're like the second kid uh, and you're not expected to succeed your parents, then you, into going on an adventure could certainly get you some cred. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who in the Dragon Age universe has this background? And uh, looking at my list, it's Pretty much like half the cast of Dragon Age Origins. Yeah,
0: well, we spend a lot of time in Ferelden in Origins. Yeah. I and mean, a lot of.
1: T- if you're a human, you're you know, if you're a human, your your background is Ferelden noble, so you're going to spend right. your time around a lot of other Ferelden nobles. Uh, but you know, just to give some examples, uh, the Kooslands, of course, uh, especially if your uh, warden is a Koosland, you're you're surrounded by people with this background. Uh, mm-hmm. our good King Caelan Theron. Puppy King as we like to call him around this house. Um, Puppy King. Alistair sort of
0: sort of kind he was of. like kind of I I he was raised with um Eamon with Arl Eamon. So mm-hmm. he wasn't necessi- he he obviously is a noble. He's King Caelan's son, but mm-hmm. he wasn't raised that way sort of
1: so, it's it's a background it's, you could argue that he has.
0: Yes. You could argue, yeah. I I don't know that a Ferelden Freeman would be suitable for him either.
1: Maybe kind of, maybe we could go in the middle and, be, and say craftsman. He did join the Templars.
0: He did. But I mean Alistair, you could you could make an argument, I feel. Yeah. Uh
1: and of course, Queen Anora. What else could she be?
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. Uh Arl Rendon Howe, uh, and by extension, uh, his son Nathaniel Howe, from the Awakening DLC.
0: I loved him.
1: Sorry, some folks don't like it when we call uh, when we call them DLCs. Uh, so, sorry, the Awakening expansion.
0: Expansion. So
1: we used to call him back in the day. Uh, and of course, our uh, the Gar- is, is it Guerin? Is that how we say it? Uh, I always said ben- it was
0: Garen but Garin? I-, I could see it. I don't actually know how it's pronounced.
1: Uh, we have, I just uh,
0: know
1: Tegan. Tegan. Ban Tegan. Uh, and Arl Eamon uh, mm-hmm. of the Garen family, I suppose. And, later, and Tegan of later becomes Garin. Arl, if, you're, if you go far enough in Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, I mean, we're in Ferelden, and we go to a lands meet, so we meet plenty of folks with this background. Um, and,
0: uh,
1: Loghain? Uh, lo- ooh, ooh. Yeah, I, guess, I think it would depend on how late in his life, but I think, especially once you meet him in Origins, you could right. definitely make the exi- make the argument that he has that background. Yeah. He'll have spent long enough as a noble.
0: Right. I mean, if you go earlier, like, during the Rebellion, obviously he would be a Frieldon Freeman. But...
1: For sure. Uh, and, uh, for those of you who read the adventure books for Dragon Age, there's also, uh, Ben Nicola Baranti. I can already hear my players groaning. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, don't, don't count her out. You should, uh, for those of you who haven't picked up that Blood and Ferelden adventure, she is in the adventure A Fragile Web. Uh, and she's, she's real cool. She's, uh, got the highest ability score, uh, uh the highest, uh, communication ability score I've ever seen in an NPC, and it's, it fits. It fits very well. So, uh, next let's talk mechanics. If you take this background, what's it gonna do to your character? Um, uh, you get plus one to your strength. Nobles and Ferelden, uh, have to be strong to protect their people. You'd probably use it for intimidation, or probably just that combat training that we mentioned that you're getting. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, you get to pick between two ability scores. Uh, They give you the option of cunning, military lore, uh, or strength intimidation. Mm. Nice beefy Ferelden upbringing. Yeah. I was actually kind of—I was actually uh, like—I was comparing these to other backgrounds. I was kind of surprised to see that uh, Orlesian noble gets strength intimidation as one of its choices.
0: I could see that actually because mm-hmm. it would be a very different way, flavor yeah it would be more talking down and you really think you're good enough to mm-hmm. go up against me
1: maybe making uh making planes some uh, negative consequences should they should they cross you
0: exactly where Ferelden noble is just kind of like beefy
1: <laughs> <laughs> i will punch your face in
0: yeah you will fall you will not get up
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, you can read and speak trade tongue, uh, or as you call it, the king's tongue. Uh, and of course you get to choose between rogue or warrior. And then, uh, then you roll twice on the table. And, uh, it's a nice little spread. A lot of this spread is based on, uh, comporting yourself well with your communication focuses, with communication etiquette or leadership, um... And a couple of cunning bonuses. You can learn cunning heraldry or cunning historical lore or just get a plus one to your cunning. Uh, and uh, if you roll high or low, uh, you can get dexterity a bonus to dexterity or a bonus to constitution, respectively.
0: All very good things.
1: Yeah, I think it all tracks. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, before we go too much farther because we haven't gotten to talk about Ferelden yet, let's do a quick history of Ferelden, maybe give you some ideas uh, Ferelden, uh, way back when thousands of years ago, was originally settled by people uh, let's see, by uh, people from the Tevinter uh, tribes called the Uh they broke off let's see, these are actually people who broke off from the uh and migrated uh, from what is now Tevinter uh, and they came to Ferelden these people would eventually uh, end up calling. I think they would end up calling themselves the Alamari, or would they? Or would that be kind of like?
0: Um, I'm a little yeah. unclear
1: as to where that term starts.
0: The Alamari um, started, yeah, about then. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kind of represent the Alamari is yeah. kind of that whole like mix of uh people who would eventually become well, eventually you like go to the Frostback mountains uh, and the folks who would stay below they were all originally Alamari but then they would uh then they would break yeah, off and then you
0: had the break off you had the Avar break off over yes. here and then the the Chasen break off down in the down mm-hmm. south um but then the Alamari were like basically all of these tribes that settled all through Ferelden
1: mm-hmm. and they fought a lot they did whole bunches, you know, very Ferelden of them. <laughs> uh, they called it. They called the uh, this new country, quote unquote, Ferelden, uh, which meant fertile valley in their language. Although it would definitely not be a full country for a while, very for a fair long while.
0: time. Uh,
1: these tribes would fight between themselves. Uh, they would fight invasions from Orlais, uh to the to the east, east. Or is that west? I can never remember. No, let's see.
0: Orlay is-, is west.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Uh, and of course, they would also have to deal with invasions from Tevinter. Because that everybody does.
0: Because Tevinter.
1: Because Tevinter. These uh, countless battles uh, and even battles for unification for folks who are making grabs for the throne would continue for about 2,800 mm-hmm. years uh, before... Uh, and see, before they would unite, uh, under the name of uh, King Callanhad, you might have heard of him. Might mm-hmm. have had a lake name after him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's an important dude.
1: He is. Uh, even during all this strife, uh, the current feu- semi-feudal system of Ferelden would be established and remains relatively similar to this day. Uh, mm-hmm. It wouldn't really quell the fighting or anything, but it would give the nobles plenty of prizes to fight for. Uh, it wouldn't be until the Exalted Age that Had would appear. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about him because he is definitely forever going to be part of Ferelden's history for what he did. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, he was the third son of a merchant, and who was, so definitely not, uh, of nobility. He was born, uh, a, a, somebody of very low means, uh, but his family did serve a noble, uh, He nevertheless distinguished himself as a young man of uncommon honor. Uh, Even when his masters would use him for trickery, he never lost his own honor, uh, and this won many hearts and minds. During an era where dozens were making claims for unification as the first ruler of Ferelden, Calanhad stepped onto the scene and really made some waves. Uh, I would definitely recommend folks reading the three-part Codex series, The Legend of Calanhad. It's a pretty good read. We're mm-hmm. we're summarizing it, but it's Caladad sounds real nifty. Uh, the height let see the height of this battle for unification uh, would eventually take him let's see to the landsmeet, where he would not only bring an army, uh, but the circle of magi and the ash warriors who he had allied with, uh, and he was a devout Andrestian, uh, which only gained him more support uh, from the devout arls and bands who had been waiting for someone like him. Uh, He would challenge the most powerful noble in Ferelden, Simeon, Terran of Denerim, and he would defeat him in a duel, and the nobles would vote him as the the first king of Ferelden. Tragedy and jealousy would strike, however, uh, and he would be forced to abdicate his throne to his unborn son, Weyland I, and he would disappear from the public eye, but his legend would only continue to grow. Uh, The Theron line would continue ruling Ferelden for three centuries, and even longer, depending on how you ended Dragon Age Origins.
0: King Had has a very King Arthur feel to him. Yes, with you know all of the warring tribes, and all of a sudden you get the one guy who brings them all together.
1: Yes, uh, and uh, once I read the end of his uh, his story, I definitely couldn't feel anything other than how uh, Merrick's story ends uh, in mm. the Stolen Throne. I felt a lot of I felt a lot of same energy.
0: Yeah, very mm. much so.
1: Stone did... Throne,
0: again, another very good book. You should all check it out.
1: Oh, for sure. Especially if you want to read about, uh, get some ideas for, for all the nobles. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Besides the fact that it's just a good book.
0: It is good.
1: But it also feels, it's a very Theron kind of story, to be it sure. It really
0: is. And for me, it also gave me a lot of insight into Loghain and why he did what he did. Because... Yeah. I do... Say what you will about Loghain I love him. I really do. And, you know, he was a jerk and he did it the wrong way, but he was doing what he did. He thought for the right reasons. And yes. I, I like him.
1: I can understand that. I definitely <laughs> still have Alistair kill him in a duel because it's so oh, absolutely,
0: poetic. Absolutely. Um, I think I actually let him live in one playthrough. Mm-hmm. I recruited him and Alistair went away and yep. just to do it. And it was interesting. Yes. And Especially him-
1: if uh, you yeah. haven't done the return to Ostagar DLC yet. All right. Sorry. Expansion.
0: No, no, that was a DLC. Uh, fair enough. That one was a DLC. It was pretty small. But um, yeah, and keeping, I actually have a playthrough where I kept Loghain and into Inquisition, which was which is very fun, actually. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I, because I'm probably in the minority in that. In in my feelings for Loghain.
1: In enjoying the fact that he is still there two games later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll admit that it is very interesting. I've seen I've seen YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I don't think I would ever do it for my playthroughs. <laughs> but I, I can I can definitely get behind the uh let's see the fascination of it.
0: I have thirteen inquisitors. One of them had to have right. low gain.
1: Fair enough. Let's see. Uh continuing for Eldon's uh history, a couple of quick footnotes, but uh You know, potential for a bit of fun. Uh, In the Storm Age, Grey Wardens, led by Sophia Dryden, would attempt a rebellion against King Arlan Theron, who was by all accounts a tyrant. The rebellion would not be successful, and after the Grey Wardens were defeated at Soldier's Peak, they would be banished from Ferelden for centuries. Uh, Until the Fifth Blight happens, of course. Of course. Uh, And, of course, uh, this particular rebellion also plays into the Soldier's Peak DLC for Dragon Age Origins. Which is an excellent. It's a lot of fun. You get some, you get some weird powers from that one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or at least you can get some weird powers. Yeah. Let's see. And then finally, uh, in the blessed age, uh, Orle would finally begin. Uh, let's see, would begin their second invasion for Elden. Uh, Taking the throne from King Venedrin uh, and mm-hmm. eventually, and uh, although the Theron line would continue a couple, a little bit uh, into the occupation, and uh, nine two, I believe, is when yeah. uh, Merrick would uh, rise up against yeah. the Orlesian occupation to take back Ferelden.
0: Yeah, it was like a fifth, like um, I think that eight twenty four was when King Vandrin was defeated, and then mm-hmm. twenty years later. They took Denerim, and that was the end of that. So, And that was basically when the occupation began. Mm-hmm. And then for 58 years until 9-2, when Merrick killed King Megrin, who was the Orlesian yes. king of Ferelden. In re- in revenge for him killing his mother, Queen Moira, the rebel queen, like mm-hmm. six years before. Yes, Four, sounds about six right. years. Yeah, six years before. Yeah, because Queen Moira was
1: awesome super cool love her the rebel queen
0: the rebel queen man Ugh,
1: so dead. again stolen throne you should go read it it's a real good book
0: you should read it
1: very painfully dragon age got a little bit of lore <laughs> dumping happening in there but you know it, it was their first book so they you know trying to get the stuff out there yeah all right uh a little bit more about the Ferelden nobility uh Nobility is still hereditary in Ferelden, but that power means very little if the people who you're in charge of aren't going to listen to you. uh, Or even just straight up give their support to somebody else. Ferelden operates under a form of feudalism where the freeholders, who own their own land, uh, swear their service to a local government, usually whoever happens to be closest, rather than the current king-slash-queen. Although, the person that they swear fealty to, uh, of course, serves enough serves people uh in a line going up to uh to the king eventually or the king or the queen so um you as a ferelden noble sir likely serve under a more powerful noble who i mean you at least serve under the under the king or queen i imagine that you are probably not beginning a campaign starting (laughs) at at that level
0: (laughs) you are not playing as king merrick probably
1: well that sounds kind of fun. I want kind of want to ooh, you know, I, I wonder if, I wonder if they're going to put <laughs> him in Faces of Thetis.
0: They could.
1: That's not a bad not a bad idea. Could be soldiers in his rebellion. If they do that,
0: they better put Queen Moira in there.
1: For sure. Uh and see, these people who work for the nobles have the authority to make demands of their superiors or even call for their replacement should they not perform their duties adequately. <laughs> Uh, this means that the nobility of Ferelden must appeal to the people should they want support and income. Uh, the upper caste of Ferelden mingling with their charges is completely baffling to the Orlesians and the Tevinters, uh, mm-hmm. who expect loyalty from their lessers, but it, it is the way of things in Ferelden. Uh, the independence of the people of Ferelden is very strong, and those, mean, and those with means are not immune to, the, to that strength.
0: You know, and it's not unheard of for as with King Callan had and with Loghain for um, commoners to become noble through Mm -hmm. great deeds or just because, you know, the noble that was there before just didn't do his job and you can do the job, it can happen.
1: It's true. They've actually got social mobility in Pharrell. They
0: do. They're such a forward country.
1: Such a forward-thinking nation of dogmen, of dog lords.
0: <laughs> hey, those dogs, those dogs are special. Are,
1: those dogs are very special. They're best friends.
0: They are. They're better than Orlesians.
1: They fight and win wars, and all they ask for is to scritch behind the ears.
0: And who wouldn't scritch behind their ears?
1: Bad, bad people.
0: Bad people. Or- R- Orlesians. Wrong people. Orlesians.
1: <laughs> Orlesians. Orlesians. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, if we want to get more specific about what kind of noble you are, uh, thankfully, because we spent a whole game in Ferelden, we've got lots of documented titles that you can have, um, uh, while the titles of Orlais were originally abolished by one of their, by one of their emperors, uh, the title system of Ferelden remains and is quite well documented, uh, Orlé-, Orlé now has countless titles uh, because once the titles were gone, they are basically like, well, I can just call myself whatever I feel like now. That sounds yeah. fun. Uh, many of them just have no meaning. Uh, while Tevinters mostly just has the social classes and magister and powerful magister.
0: Uh, yeah, those are their classes. That's it. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, I'm a then, magister.
0: I'm a powerful magister see, or you're nothing. That's I'm a Tevinter. bigger
1: magister. Right. Uh, and in places, and I mean, uh Navarro's probably and free marches probably have pretty straightforward, probably not unsimilar to Pharrell and just with, you know, let's see, without so much social mobility uh, or fierce right. independence. Uh, and honestly, by the free mar- with the free marches, it's it's probably going to be different with every city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Antiva's got like merchant princes alongside the actual royalty who don't really have any power to begin with, uh, but. You folks in Ferelden have got six titles that are used to, for determining your position, uh, at least as, as part of the nobility. At uh, the top of the dog pile, so to speak, uh, is king and queen. Uh, they represent the nation as a whole. They're gonna go uh, to fancy legion parties with stinky cheeses uh, to represent Ferelden and their and its interests. So you know, the king queen is pretty self-explanatory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's Alistair. It's Alistair. It, that's that's a, it's it's Alistair. Nobody else. Maybe it's a, you know, at least that, Anora. that's. Anora. Nora, I could be a Nora. I was always very jumpy about her being becoming queen, just because she seemed too excited to do it.
0: I agree. I in my canon playthroughs, I do not have a Nora, but mm-hmm. um, I have King King uh, Alistair ruling with Queen Kuzland... Who is me, and... <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah.
1: For sure. Uh, let's see, just below the king and queen, we have uh, Tern, or the feminine being uh, Terna. Uh, and while there used to apparently be dozens of Terns slash Ternas, Calanhad uh, cut it down to just two. Uh, the Tern, uh, Let's see, the Tarn of uh, Guaren, uh in the south, and High Ever in the north.
0: This is, uh, Loghain was a Tern
1: yes low was yeah low was just behind King just behind the king yep. uh, and his daughter the queen yes uh see and then your holdings uh, as a Tern are called terniers and uh Gw- if you're in guaren you pretty much just you uh your turn is the south half of Ferelden. Um, right and probably a fair amount of the Brazilian forest uh with high probably having most of northern Ferelden, probably a lot of the Benorn I wonder which side gets the hinterlands. I guess, Clara uh, Half and half? <laughs> right. I don't think any of them would really want it to, to want to take the whole thing.
0: I I think it'd split the hinterlands in
1: half. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It'll be its own side quest to try and draw the line. You'll still yeah. be there. You'll still be there forever.
0: <laughs> I, if I had to pick one I would put it in the south, but mm-hmm. They could be split.
1: I don't know. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's, there's bears to go around.
0: <laughs> I keep all the bears in the south.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, from, from Ternes, Ternas, uh, there are Arles and Arlesses. Uh, the Tern, Terniers are broken into Arlings, uh, that are overseen by the Arles slash Arlesses. Uh. So instead of just having like two halves of the country you have those those halves are then broken up into uh, smaller uh just smaller lands called Arlings. Eamon is an Arl, uh, and he's uh, Arl uh, Redcliffe, which I believe mm-hmm. is its is Redcliffe its own Arling? Or is yes. that Okay. Redcliffe's yeah. pretty important.
0: Red yeah. It's the only um city that did not fall to the Orlesian occupation.
1: Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I think you get to be an Arling for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're an Arl, you've got a lot you've got a. You've not got, like, half the country to watch, but you've got a fair amount of stuff to wa- uh, that you're in charge of. Uh, just below the Arls and Arlesas are the Bands, uh, who are kind of like mayors. They mostly see over, like, um, maybe a single settlement or a single fortress. Uh, they end up dealing a bit more closely with the freeholders just because they're right there. Uh, and they're usually the people who actually have uh, the freeholders, you know, swear fealty to them, just because they're they're locals. They're they're nearby. Uh, Arls and Arlesas probably have a castle or a fortress uh, within the arling, but they can't reach everybody. So the Arles and Arlesas, um also ha- have the bands swearing fealty to them for being in their arling.
0: Going back to awakening, uh, one of the very first things you do when you take over the arling of um, Amaranthine. Amaranthine is you have all of the bands come to swear fealty to you.
1: Yes, that's right. I remember that.
0: So yeah, so kind of like it's that's what it is.
1: That's what it is. Uh, they are still of the no, still of the nobles, uh, of the noble mm-hmm. background, but uh, let's see. But they they answer to you, just like you answer to the Taren, uh, and they answer to the king slash queen. Um below the bands uh, are simple lords and ladies uh they are minor nobles who might have like a single building that they and say that is or are uh, a single place a uh, set of grounds that is their domain um or maybe even just run uh, a prominent organization uh in a, a in a benorn i think yep do they call it
0: the benorn yeah
1: and see in there uh, they they I believe the lords and ladies are below the bands and yeah. swear fealty to the bands I think I think that's right
0: yeah I mean there's a whole sect there's a whole like swath of land that's called the Benorn yes they have a lot of these little things a lot of these little bands running around in there mm-hmm.
1: there's a lot of stuff when Pharrell did have to go make it, it something is. complicated oh well, they didn't like that uh, and just before below lords and ladies are the knights. Uh, knights are members of knightly orders who have pledged themselves to another noble. Uh, they might be working directly for a noble, or maybe that, no- uh, that noble has got a knightly order uh, in their Banorn, or uh, Arling, or Ternier. Uh But knight is the lowest form of noble that you could be, uh, and still have the background. Because you are afforded a bit of uh, you are afforded a bit of luxury, and uh, see as part of your duties. Let's see. Uh, now, when all those nobles, uh, all those knights, lords, ladies, bands, arls, arleses, taren's, uh, and the king slash queen come together, it is recalled a landsmeet, uh, and a landsmeet uh, happens at least once a year, barring strange circumstance like blights. Uh, or or legion occupation,
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but all nobles are are expected to attend the lands meet uh, in the capital of Denerim, uh, and they kind of become uh, let's see, they become a congress. They are let's see, and they vote on issues, uh, and work see, out uh,
0: problems. Yes, uh, you know, if somebody needs... they need a new you know band somewhere Mm-hmm. Can, elect somebody to put into that position
1: mm-hmm. they get a lot of work done at a landsmeet landsmeet is a big deal you make a lot of friends uh you try and make allies uh and you start try to strike deals uh, gather more power or uh maybe cut down some rivals
0: fight people to the death
1: oh yeah for sure right in front of everybody especially because Behead
0: that person
1: especially because you got in front like of their nine daughter. out of the ten nobles but the game still glitches for some reason and tells you that oh I guess Loghain won because this dude over here voted for him
0: <laughs> no I did everything
1: I did it perfect dang
0: I made all the friends
1: uh, what can you do I even let that slimy dude out of jail and didn't stab him
0: oh he's so slimy Yeah, uh, yeah
1: get him between the ribs uh but the landsmead is considered to be kind of the true uh ruling body of ferelden um and even the see the king the king or the queen or both are expected to you know walk among let's see walk among their subjects uh curry favor and um make deals and whatnot which i'm sure the uh orlesians and tevinters find baffling you
0: walk among
1: them (laughs) Uh, why let's uh, see and of course among the Tevinters, uh, they're probably expect, or they're probably expecting you know the upper crust to be attempting to assassinate each other. True. Let's see.
0: you really do fight to the death at a at a Tevinter lands meet
1: Oh for sure. Uh, now uh, one of the things that you could probably do as a GM, for somebody who has the no the noble background, if you want to put a little extra work in, is you can work out the people that your character that, that character has to oversee. Uh, if there's any particularly large personalities that they have to look after, uh, or if there are maybe particular problems that arise among a particular population, but figuring out uh, who the freeholders of the lands that your noble, uh, for the noble oversees can be a lot of fun and can be some excellent seed uh, seeding for adventures. So I would definitely recommend uh, thinking about it. let when, create it, when see if one of your players is going to be a Ferelden Noble. You know, this is Dragon Age. Let's complicate it for them just a little bit. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and, of course, the larger your title, uh, the more people you've got to oversee, uh, which can involve not only the Freeholders, but assuming that you get up to things like Ban or Arl uh, or Arlesa or even up to Tern, Tern uh, Terna. You've gonna have some powerful people that you oversee, uh, and there could be some machinations involved in those. Uh, so, figuring out what that kind of network of, uh, let's see, of adventure could be, could be a lot of fun, and give you lots of uh, fuel to build some adventures with. Uh, and another thing that's definitely worth looking into, uh, especially for like noble backgrounds like this one, the Tevinter Altus, and the Orlesian noble, and uh, maybe if you're and Wayfarer is doing particularly well and becoming a merchant prince uh, is looking into the organization and titles and honorifics rules uh, because being a noble comes with a lot of responsibilities so using the organization rules uh, and the title rewards uh, and the honorific rewards can make a campaign with nobles uh, feel more meaningful than just dungeon delving okay. which you should also probably do uh, Let's see, unless of course you're Party is down to just do a bunch of political intrigue. It's going to have a very different kind of feel uh, than uh, Orle, so you're probably still going to be needed to be doing some fighting. Can't just pump out that communication score, uh, although uh, that will certainly help. Uh, but titles, honorifics, and organizations make excellent frameworks uh, and reward systems for people with charges to protect and jobs to do. You got obligations.
0: You got stuff to do.
1: mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I was a little pressed for time to write this episode, so I was only able to make one plot hook. Uh, but I still feel very proud of it. It sounds like a great it sounds like a great uh, adventure. Um, Leona, I've been talking a whole bunch. Would you mind reading this for me?
0: <laughs> I will. Okay. thank you. So a local a local band needs assistance getting to the landsmeat as her original entourage has simply disappeared. How rude? Not reaching the landsmeet on time would look pretty bad to the other nobles of Feralden, so they need to reach Denerim as fast as they can. Behind the scenes, one of the band's rivals is seeking to cut them down and place someone more obedient in their place, solidifying power. The usual entourage of the local band was a group of experienced adventurers who have been paid to leave the band vulnerable and slow the progress of the band's new heroes. They do not seek to kill the heroes, just slow them down enough that the band does not reach the landsmeet in time. If the heroes succeed, they will unknowingly make a powerful enemy who can harry them in later advent- adventures. Not to mention some new rivals.
1: I think uh, honestly, as I was writing this, I was thinking, "Dang, this! I kind of want to play this. This sounds fun." is good. Uh,
0: it's got everything. It's got fighting. It's got politics. It's got intrigue. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got decision making. It's got it's got lots of good stuff in there. That's a good one.
1: Thank you. I'm very proud of it. You should be. Thank you. Let's see. We're coming close to the end. Uh, Leona, did you want to add anything?
0: Uh, no, I think everything has been touched upon. I mean, you, there's so much more to Ferelden um, than there is to anything else in the in the three games. Because mm-hmm. we do spend so much time in Ferelden in the first ga- Obviously, we spent all of our time in Ferelden in the first game. Mm-hmm. And they put... St- and there's so much lore that they put into that first game, that I mean, Ferelden has a much more detailed history than any other um, country in Thedas. I mean, there are there is so much on it, and I mean that it would take hours of a podcast to go over everything. But I think we got all of the all of the highlights. Sweet. Yeah, All right. and play the. Uh, if you haven't done so, play the the human noble origin and origins, and oh for sure. Get that sweet sweet revenge on Earl Howe.
1: Oof they build it up to you for so long, and
0: oh, it's that it's so good. The payoff
1: is real good.
0: It's, it's so good.
1: Uh, and they write some nice, some really choice dialogue for you, just for right. your your noble, uh, before mm-hmm. uh, before you start that fight. I've heard it, and oh, yeah. I was very excited to see Jessica's uh, warden stab him many times.
0: Ah, oh, so good, so satisfying.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, if you like what we do, please consider supporting us on our Patreon. If you support us for only $3 per month, you'll get to vote on our Patreon-only poll, which is worth twice as many votes as all the other polls. If you support us with $5 per month, you get to hear the episodes a week early on Patreon. Uh, and for the folks of you out there listening, uh, we are going to release this episode fairly late because of illness, uh, and the holidays, and my work schedule being, uh, it's very, particularly strange this time around, um. So, to keep things fair, we're going to be releasing the episode exactly a week after the patrons get it. uh, So that, you know, you folks are getting your money's worth out of it. And uh, anything, of course, that you can contribute is very much appreciated. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog and in the post for this show. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on our social media. Feel free to leave a comment or a question or even tell us how your Dragon Age games are going. Uh, And uh, Andy... If you get the chance, you got to tell us about what happened in that last game.
0: Oh uh, yes, you have to tell us what happened Thursday because we have both been told that you need to explain it because you'll do such a b- good job of it, and it was amazing.
1: Drunkle Grog, uh, right? That's a yeah. yes. He was he was saying that there was something crazy going on, and I have to ask you about it. So you're gonna have to spill the beans eventually.
0: Yeah, I was really really excited to hear about this.
1: Yes. I always love hearing how folks' Dragon Age games are going. (laughs) Uh, Especially Andy's, because I hear that he does a pretty bang-up job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Feel free to comment on our show on SoundCloud, and uh, if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play, uh, it it really helps us out. Thank you very much. Uh, This is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that Dragon die.
0: And this is Leona. May the creators guide you on your way.
1: Thank you all so much for listening to the One As A Theist podcast. We will catch you next time. Bye bye.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope this w- was not a royal pain to listen to. Oh
1: come on! I thought I was going to make it.
0: <laughs> that was just for you, Jess.
1: <sighs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you later. Thank
0: you. Bye.